0: On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name
1: guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now.
0: Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. In today's episode of the Ron Johnson Show, before I bring my producer in, Here's what we're going to talk about harrison smith where is he at in his career is this the end is this a swan song does he have two more years or is he going to recreate himself within this three four defense like charles woodson did uh when he became a packer i mean a lot of people assume charles woodson was done charles woodson had a lot left in the tank is harrison smith there we'll talk about that and where he ranks uh we're going to talk about the daily three some big news i mean britney griner we heard about her uh pleading guilty in russia there's another minnesota athlete that's now dealing with the same issues in russia and russia does not play we'll talk about that in the daily three and then of course we're going to rank the nfl secondaries i mean if harrison smith it falls where he falls where do the vikings secondary as a whole fall i mean they did add two new pieces but as i bring my producer sam extra men sam i'm going to let you give me the question of the day You can kind of tell me where that top 10 whatever-ish safeties are if you want to name some names, and then I can kind of give you my take after that. But before we do that, let's get a word from our sponsors.
1: Sounds good, Ron. We kick off the week talking about the Sports Card Investor app. You know, Sports cards were all the rage when I was a kid, and I think they are absolutely coming back because everyone wants to get nostalgic about their favorite players. You can go back and get those sports cards from – the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and you can get sports cards of the up and rising stars from today with the completely free Sports Card Investor app with over 630,000 cards from every sport, hundreds more added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven day or 30 day charts. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay Deals feature. If you're interested in sports cards, this is the app for you. Download the Sports Card Investor app today. Available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores or go to SportsCardInvestor.com backslash locked on.
0: Well, Sam, <clears throat> I talked about Harrison Smith. Where does he fall on this list of rankings? Give me the question and give me where he falls.
1: All right, ESPN.com, they've been in a habit of ranking things lately. It's July, it's the off season. We talked about where Daniil Hunter ranked last week. They had him as an honorable mention. So, does Harrison Smith get snubbed from the list as well? No, he does not. Harrison Smith is ranked. Do you want to guess, Ron? Do you think he's in the top 5?
0: Uh, I mean, I would put him in the top 5, but give me the give me just go in order. 1 1 three, All right. and
1: I'll see. 1 Justin Simmons, Denver Broncos. Two, Minka Fitzpatrick, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number three, Kevin Biard, Tennessee Titans. Number four, Derwin James Jr., LA Chargers. Number five, Buda Baker, Arizona Cardinals. Jesse Bates, the third, is number six, which leads to Harrison Smith at number seven. The uh, rankings Who's round eight? out eight, Marcus Williams. Nine, Antoine Winfield Jr., little gopher's okay. love. Okay. And Jamal Adams sneaks in at number 10.
0: Okay. So, and so from that list there, so I see they they kind of mix the old with the young. If they're really, really young, they kind of threw them in the back, but saying they have a chance. If they're older, like a Jamal Adams, Adams they just put them at 10. Um, I, I personally, I think Mika Fitzpatrick is the best safety in the NFL right now. Um, I would have put him at one. Um, I'd have to read the article a little bit more and, and dig into it. I don't really do a lot of ESPN plus stuff. Um, but I'd have to dig into the stats. Like, I, I see the article, and I understand where they're going with this, but I want to dig into the stats a little bit more, Um, and, and here's where I land on that. As I dig into the stats, you think about Harrison Smith. It, this is a what have you done for me lately league. If Harrison Smith had an Anthony Harris six interception type of season last year, the year before, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. I think Harrison Smith gets a little bit more, you know, hey, yep, he still got it. The problem is Harrison Smith's not always, um, if you want to call it Hawkeye, you know, from the Avengers sits back with the bow and arrow in the back and he's just picking people off from deep. Harrison Smith doesn't, didn't do that a lot in Mike Zimmer's offense, defense because he was up in the, in the everything, you know, he was up in, in the box. Uh, he was blitzing like secretly. He's jumping different routes to help players out with the double team so that they can get a better matchup on the backside. That, that, and it was kind of, and not to say it was, uh, easy to see but i felt like a lot of teams figured it out but i would put me get fitzpatrick one um i i would say seven is probably a good starter it's a good place like it's not a bad place i mean you look at that top 10 as a whole those are all pro bowl type safeties and, and the one thing about a safety versus any other other position corner you can kind of get direct impact of like you know, what is the what is the receiver's yards versus them in games? What is the quarterback's uh QBR versus that DB? Uh what is the quarterback's pass rating versus that specific DB? Uh how many touchdowns directly came from him? Um safeties, it's a little bit different. It's more of okay, big splash plays, interceptions, uh interceptions taken back for touchdowns, uh ball hawk type of plays where you're like, man, this looks like it's gonna be a catch, and then safety comes out of nowhere, and makes interception. Harrison Smith is not that guy you know he does show up in big moments uh but he doesn't always do it because he's in the box a lot um and then he's always disguising and trying to get back and so sometimes when he does it they're just going to go opposite because they're like man Harrison Smith's doing something so when I look at that group I get it like it it fits it fits the narrative I, I stay with Omika Fitzpatrick one um I would throw Harrison Smith five I mean that's where I would personally do it just from his body of work I would throw Antoine Winfield at seven I think Antoine Winfield being young, he's just getting what he's getting. Jamal Adams, to me, should be around eight. And then you flip some guys around. But, hey, that's that's their list. I get it. When the season goes, we will see how this Pro Bowl vote goes at the end. We can follow back up later. We can go back and see how the interception ratio goes. And then the QBR rating, like how is their defensive backfield going? I don't know, Sam. What do you think? Where do you put Harrison Smith?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if people are looking at just the raw interception total and assuming that because he had just one last year that he's gotten worse, I don't think that's a good indicator. I mean, interceptions are so random with safeties. You look at Anthony Harris, who you mentioned, three years ago, he's leading the league, and then I think he got shut out or had one the next year. He just didn't get as many opportunities. It's more about what you're doing on a play-by-play basis, and oftentimes the best safeties aren't getting challenged because they're always in the right spot. And if you look at Harrison Smith, play-to-play, play, the stuff he does before the snap doesn't show up in a box score. You Remember watching the Steelers game, Ron? How he was just absolutely playing mind games with Ben Roethlisberger. He was up at the line, and then he was sprinting back 30 yards deep, and he was making the adjustments, he was making all the calls. Um, the The guy has that next-level football instinct. And that's what a lot of the quotes in this article talk about. They interviewed front office members and coaches and scouts, and they're all saying that he still has all the things that make him special his brains instincts and experience will always get him close to the action and that's the value of Harrison Smith which which really you can't calculate Correct. Um, so i don't think he's dropped off as much as some outsiders might assume having watched him every single game i think he's still really good i mean he's worth he's being paid handsomely they extended him to a massive deal <laughs> and that's going to that's going to be tough to sustain for the next 2-3 years um, but I think he's worth every penny so far. Uh, at age 33,
0: yeah, and I think so too. And with him and Lewisine now, I think you add a different beast. Louis Cien is more of a hitter, so I think in his later years of his career, now year nine or ten, he's going to be able to play the Anthony Harris role. He's going to be able to stay on the back end a little bit more because because Anthony or uh seen is going to be your banger. He's going to be your head knocker. He's going to be in the box. He's going to be the guy, you know, banging with tight ends, trying to take on. Uh, running backs in the hole like I think Louis Scene's gonna become the hitman you know he's gonna be the hitman in training and and Harry the hitman can sit back like a boss and say yeah you go take care of that light work I'll sit back here and I'm gonna get some interceptions I'm gonna play safety on the back end because in the 3-4 um, you, you have a little bit more because if you can get your mic to drop back to the middle and you're gonna play like a Tampa 2 you're gonna get a little bit more of a of a tampa look with a with an umbrella and that's where cam bynum comes in i, I would love to see harrison smith and cam bynum as those two back safeties lewis takes on more like a linebacker role sometimes and he's dropping back in the middle i mean that can be a dangerous dirty group when you put three safeties on the field um and cam bynum can come down and cover because he played corner in college there's a lot uh i mean daryl Reed brought it up with ed donatale's defense that he loves to move he loves to do stuff and, and come up with with unique looks uh, I, I'm not throwing that off the table. I, I think a three safety look could be a different look because you have a corner as a safety in Cam Bynum. And and although he hasn't played corner for two years now or going on two years now, um, it, you don't lose that coverage skills that quick. I mean, he, he was just in college a year ago. So he, he still knows how to play corner. I'm pretty sure he's in practice covering uh, tight ends and running backs as well when safeties 1v1 versus safeties running backs tight ends. So, I mean, down until those coaches are looking like, hey, this kid can still cover. Like, why why waste him at just safety or special teams when we can come up with a unique package to get him on the field, uh, Asamo on the field, who can cover running backs as well, and have some unique looks in this 3-4 defense. But Harrison Smith, I think he's going to benefit from the change. The guy's getting after the quarterback a little bit more in that 3-4, because now you always have unique rushing looks. It's not just your four down. It's going to be two to three plus somebody else and that somebody else could be anybody in the three four which makes it so hard and that's why the steelers have always kind of been there the steelers have never switched from a three four or i mean they have always run a three four since back with the greg lloyd days i mean it's it's been the steelers three four for a long time that's where tony Dun- dungy learned it the whole tampa two, he went there and then he created it and made it his own um so it should be a, a fun season to see this defense take the field but harrison smith I think he's right where he's going to be but i think he might finish as a top five top four safety this year because of the changes uh, up next on the ron johnson show we're going to talk about these safeties in the secondary specifically in the entire nfl sam's going to give me the list i'm going to give you my thoughts we'll be back after this up next on the ron johnson show it's man to man with me and sam ekstrom he's going to give me a topic or something that happened or somebody got ranked again and we're going to debate it um, Sam's going to give me his thoughts. There's no Kirk Cousins, so don't worry. Sam's not going to be negative on this one. Uh, but as I bring Sam Extraman, my producer, I know we have another word from our sponsors before we get to it because the Vikings secondary was ranked in tiers as well. Uh, they always want to put people in tiers. Let's see where the Vikings secondary falls in the PFF rankings. But before we do that, a word from our
1: sponsors. Our next partner has a product I literally have started using and love. I started taking AG1. Because uh, I just wanted better health, better energy, better immune system, didn't like taking the pills and vitamins, um, and I'm really a big new fan of Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Uh, It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, still tastes good, supports better sleep and recovery. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free One-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now let's rank some secondaries. Ron, let me just jump right into this. We've been going through the PFF rankings for the last week, uh, we did running backs. We did wide receivers. We did defensive line last Friday. Today we get into the secondary. Yep. So let me preface it with this. PFF has assumed who the five starters are going to be, and they've ranked them as such. Okay. Now, these are these are the five that they have for the Vikings, and I'm not sure I agree. Maybe long term, but I don't know about, about week one or even for most of the season. Well, this here, time. I'll
0: give you the five, I think, and then you okay. tell me. So All I got right. Harrison Smith. I got Lewisine, I got Andrew Booth Jr., I got uh, Patrick Peterson and then Shannon Sullivan.
1: Okay, so you have four or five. Um, okay. You correctly have Louis Cien, Uh You correctly have Andrew Booth Jr. However, they do have Cameron Dansler instead of Shannon Sullivan. Uh, oh. My question is on this, do we know Andrew Booth is a nickel? Because that's what they have Andrew Booth as. And I, I thought he was an outside guy, and I, I figured that's what he would be trained as. Because you have Shannon Sullivan. That's Correct. your nickel this year. Um, so I don't know if I love those five, but okay, those so those five, Peterson, Dantzler, Booth, Smith and Seen, where do you think that stands in the NFL?
0: Well, one for Andrew Booth, I think, and this is this could just be them doing what their, you know, investigations. Um, another corner from the outside at Clemson became a nickel, which was Mackenzie Alexander. So that mm-hmm. could just be an error of ways of saying like, oh, yeah, Clemson, you know, they put their corners. But he has a smaller corner. Uh, he is a not smaller. Sorry, he is a, a a a like an Antoine Winfield senior type of body. Uh, but I think he what is he six feet? I can't remember. Um,
1: I got his I, page up right here. Six feet one ninety five. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so
0: six feet, not a small, but not a six two Patrick Peterson type. So six feet, um, can be considered. And that's like again, it's not a small person. It's six feet. That's a, that's a normal you know average corner size. But at that size, when you look at him. He doesn't look six feet. And so in their mind, they're like, look, this guy gets probably, you know, he can move well, move his hips. He can be a nickel guy. He can cover slots. Um, he's fast. He's young. And I think maybe that's the thought process in this. You don't draft a guy to and, and have a drafted Cameron Dancer as well and, and try not to get production out of both of them. I, I think it's Shannon Sullivan to start and then maybe work Lewis or uh, Booth in, leave Booth on the outside, Cameron Dancer and him trading out. Uh, because that becomes, i say not saying embarrassment of riches, but it does. It becomes a bunch of corners that you know could start. But look, we're going to work you guys in um, and also get Patrick Peterson off every once in a while. Let him get a breather. At his age, you don't want him to burn out early in the season as well. Like, if there's opportunities where you can get him off the field, uh, like if you know it's a running down or something like that, like, yeah, get him off. Like, bring in one of these young corners to 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 do it give them a quick breather um but if that's their five and they don't have Channing sullivan in the veteran i'm gonna guess if there's six in tier one again six in tier two um and that some i still personally would put them in tier uh you know what because you got the steelers um i'm gonna go I'm going to go tier two. I think the Vikings fall in tier two. That's just where they've been putting them. They respect Harrison Smith. They love Patrick Peterson. Uh, they think Louisine is a beast. Um, I'm going to say right at the top of tier two.
1: All right. So starting with tier one, this is what they call, where do offenses even attack? Because they're so good. Uh, they have actually eight of these. Oh, the Vikings okay. are not in tier one. Wow. So the Vikings okay. are not in tier one. So that And uh, the Packers are, unfortunately. Uh, Number tier two, which they call minor question marks, there are six teams, and the Vikings are not in that group either. They are in tier three, which they define as ascending units, and within that, the Vikings are ranked 18th. Here's the description. The Vikings have quite a dichotomous mix of veteran talent with rookie top 50 picks. The biggest worry, though, is age. Once considered elite players at their respective positions, can 33-year-old Harrison Smith and 32-year-old Patrick Peterson still be relied upon? And then, hey, it's full circle, Ron. Comes back to segment one. Uh, We agree that Harrison Smith can be relied upon. What do you think about Patrick Peterson?
0: Well, it's funny to hear the ages because you would assume Patrick Peterson is older than Harrison Smith because he acts so much. You're like You know what I mean? Like, he just operates, moves around older. Yeah, like he, he's
1: been in the league longer, too. Yeah, yeah it
0: feels like, and, and that's probably part of it, but he just feels older. You know, it feels like he's an older guy um, than Harrison Smith. Like, I would have put Harrison Smith, like, if I did not know, I would have put Harrison Smith at, like, 30 and put Patrick Peterson at 32, 33. Like, that's, that's what's so funny to me, is Harrison Smith being 33 and Peterson being 32. Um, and granted, that's a long time in the NFL like the average year is three and a half years is what 3.4 I think is what they say um and so when you you think about that and these guys are hitting on year 10 11 um at their age a lot of people just say 34 35 it's kind of like you're you're just you're just getting by getting checks now like are you really performing are you really helping out and that's what we're going to see this year you know how much just Pat, like Patrick Peters and this is not we know that he's not the shutdown guy he used to be when he's a pro bowler you know in year one two and three Um, but he's still an athlete he still can run we saw that um, how how can Ed Donatello help him out is it a lot more zone coverage now um, when you have a lot of young bodies do you bring those guys in a run man press every once in a while and give Pat, like I said give him a breather get him off the field so um 18 seems low to me but maybe that's just because like I'm still I'm older. So I, I'm looking at the Harrison Smiths and the Patrick Petersons and saying how good I know they were. And that it that does maybe that is me being, being a little older, you know, being a little bit more nostalgic to what they've been for the NFL. Um looking at Lewis Scene again, you know, playing in the national championship at Georgia, watching some of his highlights, uh, seeing Andrew Booth Jr. play man coverage at Clemson, watching what he did on film. Maybe that's why I'm, you know, I'm a little bit bullish on him, but that's where they put him in 18th, I get it.
1: You you gotta like that they have I think three safeties that are exciting, you've got Bynum and sean and Smith, and then you've got an extra corner or two that are pretty exciting. You know, with uh, whether Andrew Booth is on the bench or starting, you still have corners that you that are veterans that you can trust. Um, so there's better depth this year. If they were ranking the units as a whole with the depth included and not just picking five, I feel like the ranking would have been higher on.
0: Yeah, possibly. I mean, again, we don't know what Ch- and Sullivan really is. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost feels like when when players commit to, like, a big school, you know, and then they all of a sudden turn around and commit to, you know, another school. Like, I mean, we've seen it in Minnesota. You know, uh, Seth Green committed to Oregon. He was a four-star. He commits to, you know, he decommits and then commits to Minnesota. They knock him down to a three-star. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times certain teams, like, depending on the player and the situation, Um, I I also I feel like there was a lot of respect for Mike Zimmer's defensive backs. Like I think Mike Zimmer, if he still was the defensive backs coach uh coordinator even for the Vikings, they might they might raise him up a little bit higher too. Like Mike Zimmer got a lot of respect from the NFL just because of how Deion Sanders talked about him and how you know so many of his DBs became top guys. When you look at Xavier Rose, Trey Wayne's going to get money, Anthony Harris. Um, you know, he put a lot Sandejo. You know, a lot of guys still got to go on and play and make money after, you know, they were uh, coached up by Mike Zimmer. Um, and so when you think about that, you know, that's and then Patrick Peterson, that was one of the reasons why he said he came originally. Now he's like, no, I just like the team. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, th- I think there's some there's some there's some there's a little bit there to, um, you know, this three, four defense. Nobody knows. But again, age, I get it. When you go with age, you always say that we said the same thing about Tom Brady and he won the Super Bowl. So. It is what it is. They're going to rank it how they rank it. That's why we talk about it. But up next on the Ron Johnson show, we have the Daily Three. We got a serious one in this one. Anytime you're talking about Russia, it gets a little bit serious. That's up next. Stay tuned. Up next on the Ron Johnson show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network, we got the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Sam's going to throw the question at me. I'm going to answer it. Sam, take it away.
1: Let's start with an ambiguous, concerning, uh, scary situation that Kirill Kaprizov and the Minnesota Wild find themselves in. So here's what we know, and we don't know everything, but but this is what's been reported. Kirill Kaprizov is I don't I don't know if wanted is the right word, but um, being held in his country's borders because allegedly. He at one point had a fraudulent military ID. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know. We don't know what the motivations are to keep Kaprizov in Russia. Um, but he has tried to leave the country twice, according to Michael Russo, who's been talking to the Minnesota Wild people, and he has not been allowed to leave. Uh, we know that Brittany Griner was was held in Russia, and she pleaded guilty to possession of marijuana. Um, that's been a, a terrible situation to watch unfold and now Kaprizov is uh, apparently stuck in Russia. The Minnesota Wild have not wanted to say too much about this, but they, they're they saying they're not pressing the panic button yet. Are you pressing the panic button wrong?
0: I wouldn't press the panic button, but I would be nervous. And this is the reason why. One, they, they, they probably are a little bit nervous, um, but also they have other players. You know, Karim Kaprizov is definitely one of their best, or the best, or one of the best. They just signed Marco andre uh the Flowers, is back for two more years um but when you think about this this is the reason why one you can't put too much in the media because Russia can look at Twitter and the internet just like everybody else um if if we tip our hat to how important he is I think Russia uses that to be honest I mean this is like this is political chess what they're doing right now like the rumor is they have some Russian detainees uh in the U.S that they've been trying to get released for years that they've been trying to get back in their jails and whether it's they don't want those guys to flip on russia and give up secrets um tell where the bodies are buried tell where the nuclear weapons are being held i don't know what but but Russia's really been trying to get these guys they've tried this before from what i hear and the Brittany griner thing i think they said the pleading guilty was just to get the process started so now we have one of your guilty you have one of ours let's trade well this is the problem she was wanted for like marijuana hash oil Mm -hmm. so the oil which is probably in the u.s a misdemeanor slap on the wrist maybe some community service pay a fine in russia there people are saying no matter what you do they can give you 10 years if they want because it's just how it is when you're in a dictatorship when you look at the u.s criminals of russia these guys are terrorists or they're money launderers or they you know have done some bad stuff like mm-hmm. we don't just a- rush, r- arrest Russians for like speeding tickets, so the people they have we have detained are like, you know, whether it's a war criminal, whether it's a, a, a you know somebody that they deemed a threat to the U.S. national security. Uh, these are like and they're so they're playing with the U.S. citizens in order to get their people back that have done bad things, and they're scared, you know, that they're going to tell. And that's what's sad about this. Like, Kirill Kaprizov is probably a little bit scared because something like a fake ID, that's literally not a crime. Like, if I have a fake ID, again, I'm just going to be slapped on the wrist, I'm going to be made fun of, and I might do, you know, 30 days of community service or something. Like, if that, you know, because I know it's a military ID, so it's a little bit different, but I'm pretty sure the military in the U.S., if you had a fake U.S. military ID to try to get into a bar, you're not getting arrested. You know, it's going to get taken. It might get reported to the military. Like, hey, there's a guy here with fake military IDs and dog tags. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna—they're probably gonna see a nice little government letter. Hey, please stop impersonating a government official. Now, if you try to get something serious out of it, who knows what? Yeah, maybe you might get a little bit of trouble, but you're not—you're not, you're not going to be arrested and detained in the country. um So that's what's a little bit sad about this. And who knows? They might have made it up. You know, it might be a sticker, yeah, of Russia on his passport, and they're just trying to say it was a government—you know—a fake military ID, but. You know, it, it's a serious matter. I, I wouldn't panic, but I'd be a little bit worried.
1: I Yeah, I've got no clue what the Russian requirement is to serve in their military because I, I think they're implying that Kaprizov dodged his military service. Uh, but okay. th- this is, and I don't, again, I don't know for sure, but this is what's scary. So the name Ivan Fedotov, he was arrested and sent to a remote military base in Russia July 5th for the exact same thing and that's an NHL goalie prospect for the Philadelphia Flyers. So clearly this is not just a Kaprizov issue. They're like NHL players all around that country might be being used as a bargaining chip. Um, and Kaprizov is as prominent along with, you know, Ovechkin and a couple others. He's probably in the five most recognizable Russian NHL stars right now. Right. So if if Fedotov who's like a prospect is getting held up for this reason um i can only imagine that kaprizov is, is very much on their radar which is super scary
0: wow that's sad that's sad because if i'm kaprizov i probably don't go home right now especially with everything going on like i like britney Griner, all the stuff i know i probably if he did dodge military time you know you've done it and again he's young so people just think they're invincible. sometimes i'm flying my family to the u.s I'm, I'm rich now like i'm flying them to the u.s i'm getting the owners to get a jet get let's get my family out of russia they can come hang out with me in the summer and then we can get them back um, yeah, that's that's a tough one. What's next? Yeah.
1: Yep, really tough. Um, a lighter topic. Twins have two all stars. Byron Buxton had uh, a very up and down first half of the season, but the bottom line is I think twenty-three home runs, um, just an extra base hit machine, unbelievable defensively. Only hit like two fifteen, but he had a lot of power. Um, and then Louisa Rise, who hit three forty-eight and leads the league in batting average. Those are the two all stars. Ron, which one did you enjoy watching more in the first half of the season?
0: Um, I'd say Buxton. Like, Buxton is just because of, of what he did. Arise, like, it was it was cool to see the, the hitting and the consistent hitting. Um, he was able to do things that a lot of people um, did not think he could do. I think he was one of the top three hitters when we talked about him last time. Uh, you know, he started tweeting pictures of him sleeping in the bed with his bat. I think Dustin Morse tweeted it out um, mm-hmm. saying this is what he does. He sleeps with his bat, you know, like to get – I don't know. I mean, it was a weird tweet, but whatever. Um, so uh, I de- definitely – bucks you know, because of the outfield stuff, some of the plays he makes, you're like, man, some of the bombs he hits, you know, the back-to-back bombs. It just – it became fun to watch. I thought they might have had maybe one more. I thought – but Carlos Correa maybe wasn't as consistent, but I thought he would have been an all-star as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's cool to see two all-stars as they head into the all-star break, you know, having the lead like that. Uh, the biggest thing is don't go planning weddings in the bye week you know, the all-star break, don't plan weddings. Don't try to go mountain, you know, climbing and skiing. Like my hope is that the twins players all sit out on a boat somewhere in Lake Minnetonka, rest up, uh, get in the weight room, throw, don't do anything crazy. Don't get hurt. Same with Buxton. Don't do anything in this all-star game. To get hurt like if there's a fly ball going to the wall let it go like who cares Like don't don't do something stupid like trying to steal a base or get an extra base in an all-star game and then you tear something up or you not tear it up but you know how he is he gets dinged up um, but yeah no i definitely enjoy watching boxing earlier in the season
1: twins play the brewers and white Sox this week before the all-star break all-star game is next tuesday uh, last one for you. Speaking of all-star games, the WNBA all-star game, Ron, was yesterday. The Lynx Sylvia Fowles had a dunk in the game in her final all-star game. It's her final season after an unreal career, eight years in Minnesota. Uh, Ron, what is the legacy for Fowles as a Minnesota sports icon um, as as she uh, goes into her final few games?
0: It's tough to see the last season be this bad, Um oh. But it, it happens. You know, some people say, I always looked at, um, I forgot the movie, but it was a movie that talked about Lena Horn And Lena Horn always knew when to leave. You know, she knew when her voice wasn't working and wasn't going to work out. Um, not to say Sylvia Fowles held on too long. She's fine. It's just that team, you know, like she could have probably found a better time to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it is what it is. Like, it's just one of those things where like, you know, like Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird. You know, I know everybody's hoping for them to have a, a same type of, you know, final season, uh, cause I think this is Sue Birds as well. You know, uh Michael Jordan, you know, he came back and ended up winning more, you know, but then that whole Wizards thing was just super weird. Um, you know, there there's so many guys you can look at and be like, man, like their final season just like Peyton Manning. That's probably one of the best ways to walk out a champion. Jerome Bettis, he walked off a champion with the Steelers. Um, everybody doesn't get to make that decision, though. Everybody can't Walk away. I think Ray Lewis is the same thing. Like he came back that one last ride, and then they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, some guys do it and and get it done the right way and get to walk off a champion. And and some people their their final season is like, ah oh, man, it's brutal. But in the All Star game to get a dunk, you know, I think that was cool. Um, you know, hopefully that's. I mean, I saw a high school girl who did it who's going to Stanford. Uh, so so more and more women now are starting to realize, um, they can do it, and not to say. It wasn't a thing. I think women before just never thought about dunking. You know, some of the taller women, it was like you weren't telling them to go dunk a ball, you know, but but athletes are getting better, faster, stronger, taller. When I look at Sylvia Fowles, her legacy for me will be the Lindsay Whalen days. Like those were the days that I want to remember her. Like when Lindsey Whalen was playing with her, she was <clears throat> one of the best players I've seen, you know, and that was a great group. Some, Simone uh Oh, what was it? Augustus, uh, uh, Maya Moore, like those, that's the, that's the Sylvia Fowles legacy. Cause I know Lindsay Whalen loves posting like the meme of her and Sylvia Fowles. And, you know, she loves talking to her, talking about her. Like, that's what I think her legacy is going to be kind of like a Lindsay Whalen. We'll, we'll stick with that era of it and not this season.
1: Yeah. She extended the Lynx dynasty because the Lynx had the two titles in 11 and 13 and then Fowles came along in 15 and they won two more. Yep. with her. So they turned it into, you know, kind of a mini dynasty to a mega dynasty, and I think Fowls was, you know, arguably the, you know, 1A and 1B with maya Moore for those title teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what I'll say. But how to do it for the Ron Johnson Show, I'm Ron Johnson, that's Sam Matchum. Thank you for joining us on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. We are the Ron Johnson Show. We enjoy all of the interactions on Twitter. Thank you guys for continuing to watch, download, subscribe. And please share, like, and comment as well, wherever you get your podcast, but you can also watch us on YouTube. Thank you. Have a great day.